The Midwest Angler Podcast. Welcome to the Midwest Angler Podcast, episode number five. I'm Matt Deitch. I'm Scott Sturman. We're back, coming at you. With our last show of the 2018 season, it's hard to believe that it's already going to be 2019 after this episode. Um, yeah, one month anniversary, you were just telling me, Scott. One month anniversary. One month since we recorded the first one. It seems like it was so long ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know what they say the one month anniversary is. I know, like, what is 25 years, like, silver or something like that? Yeah, th- this is and diamond. 30 is this, per- is this is our platinum, diamond. Platinum. Maybe just check eye jig anniversary or yeah. something like that. Yeah, black that's with a, glow spots. That's every anniversary, every birthday, every holiday, every weekend, whatever. Yep, every one for me is a uh, is a black check eye jig, though. <laughs> well, you had some luck on that this past weekend, so you can never go wrong with it, I guess. Yeah, uh, last Saturday, me and Dusty Ramsey and Adam Top made our way up to Lake Ponset. Um, we went off the northwest boat ramp and went basically just uh, straight east off the ramp, right out into the middle of the basin, and uh, we uh, we had to drill a couple holes and kind of search around, and finally Ramsey found some fish. And he said, hey, come on over here. You know, I, I think I'm on to something. So I drilled a hole about 10 yards away from him, and he kept on marking, kept on marking. I couldn't mark a dang thing. And so I'm like, well, what in the world's going on here? And, you know, I've got a Vexlar, so he's got to mark them. He was saying there was fish down there. I wasn't believing him because if Vexlar doesn't say it and the Markham does, I'm saying the Markham's wrong. But... <laughs> Then he sent me a Snapchat that he was indeed catching fish, and then I finally had some fish come through. And yeah, we uh, between me and Ramsey, we we put a hurting on him. Finally, uh, Adam came and moved over by us, and he caught a few. He w- he was catching more walleyes than what me and Ramsey were. Uh, I I caught two walleyes. Ramsey caught a few. He caught a nice one, sixteen and a half that had some girth to it, like a two liter bottle of soda. But yeah, that well, was, isn't isn't it kind of crazy how you can be fishing right by each other, not that far, and one guy can be marking a school and the other one isn't getting anything. You know, and and I don't know what a school of perch. You know, in my head, you know, I've just got you know that their big huge school coming through. You know, a hundred fish, and you know if I'm 10 yards away from him you know if he's marking i've got to be marking and it it wasn't like that i don't know no usually sometimes it's you might get into a big big pot of fish like that but sometimes that's going to be your smaller ones where you're going to have a whole bunch of them together from what i've experienced before it seems like the bigger fish travel in smaller schools and when you start getting one when you get one to fire up and you they start biting you know, you try to catch as many as you possibly can out of the same hole, and then all of a sudden, boom, they're, they've moved on. Yep. Yeah, I you know, I was just thinking with me being that close that they'd at least glance over and see my jig and come on over, but they really didn't. But later on, there was times when I was marking, and Dusty wouldn't be marking, or Top wouldn't be marking, and 
each of us just kind of had our flurries. Top caught a lot of small walleyes. I didn't catch many walleyes. I was mostly perch. Ramsey kind of caught a mixture of the both. Um, I didn't catch any considerable size walleyes. Top didn't catch any considerable size walleyes. But and that uh, one that Dusty caught, I mean, that was a nice fish. What did it end up measuring? Sixteen and a half. But when I first saw the picture of it that you guys sent to me, it was just like, wow, that thing's probably about eighteen to twenty inches long. But there again, we've talked about it before on here in the past. Those South Dakota walleyes, they're just built different. I oh mean, yeah. they are thick fish. They are very thick, very healthy. But, uh, yeah, I I was using a black custom jigs and spins check-eye jig. <coughs> um, tipped with waxworms. Dusty kind of went through about everything. He had a VMC tingler spoon in, in a fire tiger perch color type deal. Top kind of switched through jigs. Yeah, we, we used a lot of waxworms. We, we did have minnows down the hole a couple times, minnow heads. Didn't seem like that was really the ticket. The, the waxworms, the smaller stuff, I guess for me, was what was working. You talked about you guys were kind of out there drilling holes. You guys kind of, it's, it's kind of what you do when you're out fishing with friends. Not everybody goes to the same spot, drills holes, and starts fishing in the same spot. You guys kind of spread yourself out, from what I understand. And kind of started to see what was around, worked your way around, drilled some holes until somebody got onto some fish. Right. And on our way up there, I told the guys, like, we know somewhere out there there's going to be a big pack of people. I want to stay away from them, you know, fairly close, but not so close, you know. Kind of on the outside edge of them. Right. 150, 200 yards away. And when we got out there, there was really two different groups. So I was like, well, let's just kind of set up in the middle of them. They were probably four or 500 yards apart, and, and that's where we set up. I think we each drilled three times, and finally, you know, we we got to the spot where we stayed the rest of the night. Yeah, and had a pretty good bite the way it looked. What did you guys come home with? About 38, you said, perch? 30. 30 Thir- perch? 30, 31 perch. Um Couple and, of, a couple and, of bigger ones, over 13 inches it looked like. Yep, yep. There was a couple fatties, so that was fun. That's good. And it's always nice to have a couple bonus walleyes in the mix when you come back home. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, you know, with that, not fishing in the crowd, that's something you preach a lot of times. You know, we don't have to go set up right by the crowd or even in the crowd, some people do. Sometimes when you hit those outside edges, sometimes the smaller fish will be in the crowd and if you can get out away from the crowd a little bit, it seems like that's where the bigger ones like to like to roam, a little less pressured. Yep. So it seems like you can get those to bite a little bit more than others. Yeah, that's that's what I think. I've, I mean, there, there's no doubt those people are there for a reason, but I don't want to be there competing with 500 other baits. You know, I know that those fish are gonna wander out. Like you said, a lot of times it's the bigger fish that are wandering out. I don't want to compete with their baits. I hope when they do come through, they're going to bite. And when there's only one, two, three baits in the area, I like my chances. You know yeah, what I mean? and it, it is always nice to be able to get out and kind of, you know, dissect the lake by yourself. Kind of that personal challenge to get out there and try to catch them instead of just, you know, just going where the crowd is. Right, and especially when you got Ramsey along with you who's always hooting and hollering and singing and dancing and yeah. uh, 
I mean, it's almost social suicide in the you don't fishing community. Get, you don't want to get him. run off the lake. Well, exactly, exactly. He's from Texas. We don't even know him. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, something, you know, speaking of Ramsey on the Ponset trip, I understand that there's a pretty funny story about him. I've got to tell him. the story. So, uh, it was a, it was a fairly windy day on saturday it's south dakota it's always windy yep it, fairly windy is 10 to 20 miles per hour yep i was gonna say it was probably 15 and we were having you know a good old time you know shack was flapping but it was no big deal and right around 1 o'clock it really started to die down and that's shortly there afterwards about three o'clock is when it was like, wow, you know, this bite is really going to heat up. We're going to finish the afternoon. It's beautiful. Like, this is going to be great. And right about at 3.45, 4 o'clock, the wind started coming up. And it was like, oh, boy. And I had actually got my phone out to Snapchat that, you know, boy, I've never ice fished in a hurricane before. And, you know, my shack is flapping all over. There wasn't any snow on the ice, so we couldn't you know, pack our shack down yeah. around the skirting. And, uh, yeah, so whatever. The wind starts coming up. Me and Top are both facing away from the wind. Ramsey is facing into the wind. And apparently he had his boot, you know, kept his foot on the flap so that it wouldn't come up. Well, we're starting to catch fish, and we're doing pretty good marking. And all of a sudden I hear a shoo, and I'm like, what in the world is that? So I look over, and Ramsey's shack had flipped up on him. And I'm like, well, what in the world is he doing? You know, he's going he's gonna to be a kite. Well, yeah, it, it was two seconds later, and Ramsey starts sliding away from his hole. His Markham's still sitting there. His cooler's still sitting there. Everything is still there, and it's like, oh, boy. Well, I lost him out of my window, and I'm thinking, ah, yeah, he probably went. 20 yards or something like that you know we'll we'll see him he's he's there you know fine dandy he got it stopped so top calls me and he's like man we gotta we gotta pack up and i'm like yes we do so we started packing up and finally i flip my shack down and i don't see ramsey anywhere and i'm like top where's ramsey and he's like well you see that little black speck out there yeah well that's him <laughs> holy smokes so yeah he he grabbed onto the rope of a shack and he literally slid behind that shack for three quarters of a mile. I went on Google Maps and, you know, kind of figured out where he was. Three quarters of a mile. His his hands are all cut up. His knees were all cut up. Wow. Good good lesson. Face away from the wind. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's nothing to mess with that wind like that. So everybody that was fishing at Lake Ponds at, what was that, Saturday... That red streak that you saw flying across the north end of the lake was not Santa Claus. That was Dusty <laughs> that Ramsey. That was Ramrod. Holding onto his shack. He, he got lucky. Two guys on a four-wheeler came flying over there and helped him put the, you know, put the shack down. But we couldn't really leave our shacks no, and go and help them because gone. they would have blown away. And, oh, man, it was a mess. I truly thought, thought that we were going to have to drive around to the west or the east side of the lake and pick him up because... He was farther away from from us than... <laughs> oh, 
man, that only Ramsey. Wish I could have saw that. I'm sure when those guys got up there to him, they the first thing he probably told them though that he's from Texas, and they said, "Ah, okay." Thank God he told them he was from Texas and not Iowa. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> they about already that. don't like us up there. Yeah, it's like you said though that wind. It, I mean, I can remember one time my brother Mike and I we were over fishing at Lake Ochita, south of Worthington, Minnesota, and we decided to go across the lake to fish from for some northerns on tip-ups again no snow on the lake and when we came back across the wind or across the lake the wind was in our face and we'd make it about 20 yards <laughs> and all of a sudden we'd just get blown straight back we'd Michael have Jackson cleats. moonwalk it, basically that's what it was we had like kind of play frogger to little pieces of snow all the way across the lake until it probably took us about 15 20 minutes to get across so that's that's good stuff yeah you guys also went to uh, Lake Okoboji the other day too. Sound like you guys did pretty well. Yeah, Christmas Eve, uh, me and Ramsey over on West Okoboji, we put in up on the Triboji Lake access on the west side of the lake. There, we walked across the lake to to the east side, uh, sixteen foot of water, and had had good clear ice. Uh, I would say in the six range, maybe some seven, something like that. Uh, Again, my black check eye jig, waxworms, and Ramsey was using small jigs and waxworms also. Really good bluegill bite, and of course, Ramsey manages to snag a 16-inch walleye there too. That's just kind of his style. I think, th- I think the key word, I think that he is actually snagging them. I think that he's just getting them by the tails because there's just no way I can see him catching walleyes every time we go out. He's not that good of a fisherman, so that's about the only reasonable explanation. Yeah, well, and then all of a sudden he starts popping off to me about being the walleye whisperer walleye after he whisper. catches two walleyes. <laughs> this ain't red fish. We're kidding, not bull reds we're after. <laughs> bull reds in the bay. No, yeah, it was it was a good good bite over there. The ice was good. Uh, actually, Blair Wilson had gone over there the day before, and he kind of tipped me on you know the whereabouts of about where he was, and so I thought, well, we'll we'll make it over there. We'll try to find a similar area. Area that's where we went, and yeah, had had good luck. It was fun. And you know, and that's the fun thing about fishing, right there. You say, you know, you got with the fishing buddies that we have we always are bouncing off how we did where we did well at we're not ever trying to keep secrets from one another and stuff like that we're going to put you try to put you where we had success we're not obvious sometimes we're not going to give you every little piece i mean sometimes you got to figure it out your own but we're going to put you in general direction right on on west okaboji bluegills there's enough to go around i i'm not worried about you know letting people know i I think I posted it right on one of the Facebook pages on on Facebook. You know that that's where we were. We did good. You know, if you go out there, yeah, you you'll get them. Yeah, definitely. And always remember, you know, to practice that selective harvest too. Those, I mean, the the bluegills are starting to get to that big size over there at Okaboji again. We haven't seen that for a few years. I mean, it's not uncommon to go over there and catch them anywhere between 9 to 10 inches and even bigger than 10 inches sometimes. So, you know, sometimes those, I mean, it's, it's you every right to keep those fish. But sometimes it's, you know, good practice to let those bigger ones go and, you know, keep those 7 to 8 inch ones yep, a little we, bit. We let them all go. Uh, we, we did catch a couple that were over 9, nice, tall, thick fish. And, yep, me and Ramsey kind of going into it, I said... I want to take some good pictures. I I don't want to keep them. Drop them back down the hole. And, and, and sometimes that's, I mean, 
just as fun. Yeah, it's fun to come home with a bucket of fish and tell everybody that you did. But sometimes there's just something about taking that picture and letting it go back down that hole. One of the coolest parts on that trip for me was, like I said, six inches of good clear ice. The The sight fishing was not there in 16 foot. The sight was basically down to 10 foot for us. But once once I started reeling up, you know, when they were six feet below the ice you could start seeing them through the ice and that oh, that's cool. that was fun that was that's that always was really cool. neat when you can see them swimming around down there yep yeah i think that dusty also took his sister over to lake pahoya the other day too and it sounded like they got into a decent little afternoon evening bite i think it was her first time ever being on the ice so yeah, shout heard, out for dusty for bringing her out that's pretty cool yeah i i heard she outfished him oh but. yeah of course I mean, he didn't even. He Neither didn't here even, nor there. Here, here's, here's. Okay, he didn't even let her use the flasher. Yeah, go figure. You go know, her figure. first time trying to get her out there to catch fish, and what's he? He's all greedy, and he's over there with his flasher, just trying to catch him and all that stuff. And she's over there without one, just beating him. Does it surprise you? Not one bit. Here, here's a little extra. Dusty is with us tonight. He's he's standing about eight feet away from us, sitting here laughing yeah, at us. He's so. kicking his feet like a little girl while he's on his phone, probably YouTubing. Or we don't always admit it, but we do actually like Dusty. But there is no one more fun to give crap to than Dusty. He he understands it. He he gives it back to us too. So don't let that fool you. We get plenty of it from him as well. But yeah, you know, so that's good. You guys got out there. I was, I was, I'll admit, I was getting a little jealous of all the snaps and all the text messages I was getting. I just, I was out pheasant hunting. Got to get those last couple days in before the season's over here in a week or so. And with this weather that we've been having the last couple days, it's been raining here since yesterday. Yep. Finally turned to snow a little bit ago and kind of starting to get in that blizzard conditions. And it looked like, looks like the, kind of north of here is getting hit pretty hard with yeah. a lot of snow and uh, i wind. think they're getting pounded pretty good so but i mean just looking at some of the guide pages on facebook today looks like the ice over at the lakes is still doing pretty good clear lake over there is doing good it's all just been rain no snow so hopefully with this cold weather we're going to get the next few days it's going to harden back up and yep you know not this storm hopefully doesn't take too big of an impact on our ice down here you know north of here a little bit where the ice still wasn't real thick if they get you know that 10 plus inches of snow on it, it it might have an effect on their ice the rest of the year yeah they could be in trouble but yeah but you know other than that it's really been a great 2018 fishing season it has it really it, it's hard to believe that it's coming to an end and 2019 is beginning um you know some of the trips that we've taken some of the memories that we've made this year have been obviously together we do a lot of fishing together been with family things like that so let's just kind of go over our top i got five here trips of the season what do you have i've got i've got three three trips um one is kind of two trips uh, start off with ponset uh last year i got invited up to lake ponset by a buddy went up with i think five or six other guys uh we we bounced around on ponset for the first night that we got there caught a couple walleye didn't catch the perch the next morning i believe it was a saturday morning uh yeah we got out there 
my first hole that I drilled, I dropped my jig down. It no more than got halfway down. A fish came up and met me, pull it up. Little 10-inch walleye. But I was like, wow, all right. So I dropped another one, or dropped my next jig down. Another fish met me. And that was my first ever South Dakota jumbo perch. And I thought it was a state record. Holy smokes, I, I, I could hardly contain myself. So I threw it up on the ice, dropped one down again, jigged for a little bit, boom, another perch. And I'm like, holy smokes, I'm, I'm on something here. So I texted those other guys, and they were probably 75 yards back to the west of me. They came over and joined me. And yeah, like I said, five, six of us, all of us either caught our limit or I stayed at 14 just in case I did catch that magical fish that I could keep it. Uh, we caught a lot of perch, caught some nice walleyes. The next day we went back out to the same spot, caught a couple, wasn't the same as the day before. Uh, Dave Altman, who was with us, caught a 41-inch northern on four-pound yeah, line and a little jig. I got that on tape. That, that to me, was one of, one of the better ice fishing trips I've ever been on. It was a lot of fun. We caught a lot of fish. You know, going out to 1481 Grill at night, you know, just the, the camaraderie of a bunch of guys together. You know, it was, it was good, clean fun the whole entire weekend. It, 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 it was a lot of fun. And then two weeks later, I had the opportunity to go back up to Lake Ponset. Me, you, Dusty Ramsey, my brother Eric. Was there somebody else or was it just us four? It was just us four. Just us four. We bounced around Sinai where we met your brother Brant. Caught some some nice crappies there. Uh, Tried Lake Whitewood. I hate Lake Whitewood. That's all (laughs) we're going to say about Lake Whitewood. Went back to Ponset and we ended up getting in on some nice uh, perch again back up there. Yeah, we ended ended that night with a good batch of fish yeah we we went back stayed at the arlington inn where we cleaned our fish there with some other people you know from other parties we had the nicest perch there it it, oh yeah we did it it felt good to be cleaning cleaning those fish they were all eyeing our fish that that was a lot of fun asking a lot of questions it's kind of fun when that happens you know oh yeah yeah i've been on the other end too Oh, definitely and like you said that whole trip that was on mine too you think about it like you said did we knock the fish dead on that trip? No. But just the memories themselves that we had, you know, like you said, staying at the hotel, cleaning fish in the hotel. I mean, you don't get to do that very often nope. or many places. I like a hotel where you can clean your fish, your dog can stay in your room and all that stuff. That's my kind of place. And it's a really nice, it's actually a nice, clean hotel. Oh, very, very nice, nice hotel. Arling- friendly people. I mean. Arlington Inn in Arlington, South Dakota. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Right across the parking lot from the 1481 Grill. And the fourteen eighty one grill, we we gave them some money that weekend because <laughs> we did. it was some dang good food. Yep, I think I got a prime rib one night and a full rack of ribs the next night, and yep, would have went back another night if we were up there <laughs> oh, again for sure. But yeah, it was it was just that adventure itself with good friends, you know, an overnight trip like that, something you don't normally do. A lot of stuff is a day trip, so yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was like I said, that was on one of mine. One of my most memorable memorable trips of the year, too, and it was kind of one that got the year started off. Yep, exactly. And, you know, we had a few other fun trips after that, but that one kind of got us going. I'd say, you know, for me, after the Ponce that one, you know, I, I was at, 
able enough. To, I was able to get a new boat this year, a new to me boat. It's not a brand new boat, but it was new to me. Beautiful uh, boat. A lot bigger than my old boat. Only you know a foot and a half longer and a lot wider. I got a 2015 Lund Pro Guide 1775 with the 90 horse tiller motor on it. My first tiller boat. Uh, so I think my first trip out in that. My dad went with me. We went over to Silver Lake and Lake Park. And, yeah, I was able to get it wet, test it out, drive it, do some trolling. We caught some walleyes, caught a big white bass on that trip, and dad caught a big silver northern out of there. So, you know, just to get out there and get that going, it it was kind of a fun little deal for me. Oh, yeah, the maiden voyage is always something special. Oh, yeah. I, uh next one on my list would be i think it was in late march i went down fort myers beach florida me my dad my son and my stepdaughter all got to go out fishing with captain joshua roberts a fish south southwest florida Uh, we went out in the gulf of mexico i suppose we were maybe four miles offshore or something like that It, it, it was not too far offshore but we did really good sea trout grouper and I got to catch a triple tail, and these triple tail actually sit sideways, mimicking something floating on the cool. on the top of the water. And you cast out, and they will all of a sudden flip upright and go, you know, chase it. A lot of these fish out there in the Gulf of Mexico are looking for shade, so they'll go and find stuff that's floating on top of the water, go and swim underneath of it. So what we do is you cast out basically what we would call a big chub on a slip bobber underneath of it that triple tail goes upright goes and catches it and i don't know how big that triple tail would have been maybe 15 pounds i maybe maybe not even close i'm i'm not really sure but holy smokes the fight on a fish like that was just un- unreal it, it was it was a lot of fun that was definitely a highlight something that i'll I'll cherish for the rest of my life. A lot of fun. And especially to do it with my dad and, and my kids. Yeah. And, you know, anything that when you think about something that's called a triple tail, like it has three tails, you know that's going to fight. It it, it kind of does. The, the top dorsal fin and then it's got another fin on the belly all kind of look alike just like a tail. And I guess Hence, that's, yeah. yep, that's how it I'm sure that there's actually another real scientific name, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to catch. Yeah, I think another one for me this year was uh, when you and I we went down to the river carp fishing. <laughs> Nothing better than carp it, fishing. You know, getting back to like the basics. It's what I did when I was a kid. I can remember actually winning a fishing tournament down here in Rock Rabbits when I was really young. By catching carp. No kidding. Uh, yeah. And it was as basic as we got. We had a sinker, a hook, and we got some kernel corn to throw on there. And you and I, we were down there, and we were just, we were having a ball. We were hooting and howling. We were slipping around on the rocks. I think our Facebook said, you know, some people probably thought that we were drunk, stumbling around on the rocks the way we were. But for you, it was just because you had slippery crocs. And me, I was just slipping on the rocks so i mean <laughs> shout out to crocs going crocs deep after them carp <laughs> i mean it, it was it was it was a lot of fun i mean we it was. we battled some fish 
Um, not only that, I think that we found some morel mushrooms that night, too. We did. I forgot all about that. Yeah. As we, we were kind of stumbling around, slipping on the rocks, all of a sudden, it's like, you were like, hey, is this a morel mushroom? Yep. And Tan- sure enough, it was. we called Tanner up, and he Tanner oh, yeah. Vogel up, he came down. and He's a mushroom guy. Oh, I, yeah. I, I'm not saying I won't eat them, but I'm not. I'm a frozen pizza guy. I'm not going to go home and cook up mushrooms. Tanner, I knew, would eat them. He's always talked about them. Have at them, pal. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was kind of, it was a fun night. Yeah, that was was a lot of fun. It was a good time. You up or am I? Uh, I just did the cart fishing one, but I can go again. Well, how many you got? I got a couple more. I'll well, go. I'll go here. I got you know our annual family vacation up to Alexandria. It's oh, always yeah. a big highlight of our year. Emily and I we go up there for a week, and then my family joins us for another week. So we're up. To, I'm up there for a total of two weeks, fishing every single day that we can get on the water, and that's usually almost every day. What lakes and, do you fish up there? Well, we stay on Lake Mary. We fish Lake Mary a lot. Uh, we'll jump around. We try to fish different lakes every year. We'll take the boat out a day, and we've had luck on Lake Reno up there. I went up to Lake Ida, fished that one. There's like a there's and there's just a couple other little lakes that we've went out on before. I think, uh, yeah, I can't remember a couple of the other ones, but that's that's some something simple that really needs to be on my bucket list is getting up into Minnesota. I've yeah, you know, I, I've gone to Mankato, I've gone to Minneapolis, but as far as you know, anything farther north than that i've i've never been yeah when you start getting up in that you know that wilmer area then up to alexandria and north of there there are just so many lakes and the fishing is just phenomenal up there so i mean like i said it's it's fun we didn't catch a lot of big fish i did catch a couple largemouth bigger largemouth but you know we were always on fish got the kids out had a lot of fun with my nieces and nephews my bro, you know, it's my t- time of the year where I can get out there with my brothers, Brant and Mike, and do a lot of fishing with them. Whose northern was bigger? Was that Mike, Mike and Emily? Yeah, Mike and Emily had the competition there. I'm not. That's still kind of a sore subject. Thanks for bringing that up. Sorry, I'm sure, well, that's. I'm that's sure Emily's done. gonna done. get after me about that one now. She claims hers was bigger. I don't know. We had the old picture on online and a lot of people claimed that they thought emily's northern was bigger and a lot of them said that mike's might have been a little big i don't know so but all i know is that i won the trophy for the big for the most fish during the week so that's the only one that matters i got the big trophy they all got little trophies and i think brant got the consolation prize of like a quarter or something like that i don't know poor brant yeah but yeah it was it was just fun just being up there and getting to fish every single day like that my next one would be me and you went over East Okaboji and pulled out the jigging wraps. That that was a fun trip. Yeah, it really was. You know, we talked about it a few episodes ago about challenging ourselves and doing new things. And it was a technique that I've seen a lot about and I've tried a little bit of it. Um, the first time I ever did it, I caught a like a 28-inch walleye was the second fish I ever caught doing it. So it's just like I told myself I was going to do it a lot more this year. And, yeah, we went over there the one day and kind of moved around a little bit and then finally got onto kind of a point on a flat that went into some deeper water and marked some schools of yellow bass. I think we originally started that trip off doing panfish, wasn't it? Yeah, we, we were Up panfish. Up on Lone Tree Point. And, yep. and then we decided that we were going to do walleyes later. And, you know, your boat, you know, 
honest to goodness, when we go out in your boat, you're kind of guiding me. You know, I don't know as much about boat fishing. And I remember when, when you said, jigging wraps. We're going to go jigging wraps for walleyes. And I'm like, you are absolutely crazy, pal. You've lost your mind. <laughs> and you caught that drum to start off. Yep. Do you remember that? Yeah, oh, we were out gosh. a little further and I hooked, hooked into that drum. I forgot about that. Hooked I didn't into that forget about it. It was just like, all right. Oh, man. I thought... I thought we really had something there. But then, yeah, after that, we moved, and after we caught that first one and we were able to spot lock up on that spot, I mean, it was constant fun from there. I that mean, was we a were riot. getting after it. I mean, it was a lot of fun. We had, when we got back to the dock that night, there was an older gentleman sitting there, and he was just like, what were you guys doing out there? Holy buckets, how many fish did you guys catch? Were you, were you guys doing that jig and wrap deal? Yeah, that's exactly what he asked us. And yeah, that's what we were doing. So I showed him what size we were using and everything like that. And I think... Purple descent. Yep. A few days later, I went out there with my dad, and he, that guy was out there in his boat with his wife, and... Was he jigging? Yep, they were jigging. Nice. They were having, they were struggling a little bit, so they came up and anchored right down, anchored by us, and they're like, "Is it all right?" If I was like, "I don't care, go right ahead." You know, we were catching fish, and they started catching fish, so it was a lot of fun to watch that. Yeah, we each caught our limit that night, and yeah, I, man, we each had to have caught ten more than our limit. Oh, easily, easily. easily. And then every once in a while you catch a decent sized yellow bass while you're doing it too. Yeah, that, so that's crazy. It was a lot of fun, and for a lot of people that don't know, the limit over at the, the Iowa Great Lakes on East Okaboji is three walleyes per person, and they've got it. They have a slot limit over there. Anything 17 to 22 inches has to be thrown back. So I mean, we were catching. We caught a lot of slot fish that day. Yep, and you. I believe you actually caught one over the slot. Yeah, I think there was you, one that was about 23 inches or something yeah, like that. Tossed him back. Yeah, definitely. But we got our limit of, you know, 16, 16 and a half inches. Yep, good eaters. So, I mean, that was that was a lot of fun, you know. All in all, it was a, it was an awesome fishing year. It really was. Yep. Yeah, I, I had a blast. I've, I've kind of been searching for that mounter fish. You know, every year I'm like, this is going to be the year that I finally get a big walleye. Hasn't happened yet. My, my, and my standards aren't even that high. It just hasn't happened yet. And do you think a lot of that has to do with just the fact that we don't target walleyes as much, like during the winter and, you know, we, during the fall, during the summer, we do quite a bit spring and summer. And a little bit into the fall, but during the winter time, it seems like we're usually after panfish. Yep, yep. I'm I'm definitely more panfish. You know, I, I feel like I'm in the right areas. You know, I mean, over at Okaboji, up in South Dakota, it's definitely always possible to have you know to get on one of those big fish. But yeah, I I probably am not using the right tackle that ups my chances for big walleyes. You know yeah. what I mean? But I, I really, th- I think that your chance for a, that 14 to 15 inch perch are pretty probable. You put yourself into some pretty good spots for that. Oh yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't have problem getting one of those neither. I'd, I'd, I might hold that just as high as a 30 inch walleye. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. Um, yeah, so you know, it's kind of going to wrap up our 2018 review. 2018 season like i said the next time next episode that we come to you with will be our 2019 year episode number six this is episode the last of episode number five um yeah i'm really looking forward to 
the upcoming season, seeing where the podcast goes to. Keep liking, sharing all this stuff. Yep, we're Thanks on Instagram for, and Facebook. Yeah, Scott's doing a good job of posting up a lot of pictures. Uh, get in contact with us. Uh, let us know what you want to hear about, what you want to see. We we like you know interacting with people that listen to the show. Keep sharing it. Do all that stuff. Hit that like button. You know, so. Yeah, see you in 2019. It's hard to believe it's going to be here. See you guys.